The following Pay Joseph Prince Ministries program is brought to you by our Grace Legacy Builders. Today with Joseph Prince. The Bible says, when the Lord is your shepherd, you will not lack. You will not lack in any area of your life. Amen. The Bible says, there is no one to them that fear Him. All these truths are coming back to us um, in full force in these last days. You are in the kingdom of God. Where there is no lack, there is no shortage. When you line up your plans and purpose with God, God becomes your sponsor because you are in line with the blessing of God. Amen. When I heard Pastor Prince talk about grace, I knew that that was a simple thing that we should all know, but I had never heard it in that way, that we were the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Days weren't dark anymore. The depression was lifted, and my life has been completely different, and I can see the effects in my family. It is like 120% better. Bringing the old with the new, and it's all refreshing, and it's all very necessary for today. If the gospel of grace has impacted your life, I would like to invite you to join us as a Grace Legacy Builder. Let's advance the gospel of grace together. Visit the link on your screen to be part of leaving a legacy of grace today. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I enjoy my job. Amen. And I believe that if God calls you to be a pastor or a preacher, okay, do not settle for anything less. I just felt like there's a whole new generation God is raising, and He's going to equip them, especially because of these last days. You know, the Bible says, perilous times will come, men shall be lovers of themselves, and all kinds of sin, the love of many will wax cold. But together with this generation, God's going to raise completely brand new preachers. They're going to come from the young generation. And perhaps maybe that's the reason why, just like me, many years ago, you know, you have, you want to make money for the Lord. You tell the Lord, I want to make money for you, Lord. You know, but then you get frustrated here and there again and again. Perhaps it's a sign that the Lord wants you to go full time into ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if God is calling you, don't step down. Any other thing that you do will be a step down. Amen. It's a high calling. Praise the Lord. To Jesus be all the praise and all the glory for all the lives transformed. This is all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it's based on the Bible. Amen. Amen. And the most important thing about the Word of God is to see the gospel of Jesus Christ in it. What God is doing all over the world today is that God wants men saved. Mankind to be saved. And that's why there's a, a move of God. At the same time, the devil is working over time because he knows his time is short. But God is working mightily. Amen? If you want to know what, what God is doing, just see what the devil is doing and reverse it. Because what the devil does usually is more manifested to the eyes. All right? Whatever we all know, we learned just last week that the things which are seen are temporal. Amen? If you can see anything, it's temporal. But the things which are not seen, God, angels, the heavenly realm, the spiritual realm, which is all around us right now, like angels are all, all around us right now. You can't see them. The things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen, not visible, are eternal. 
Amen. So all your supply is there in the kingdom of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Just that we live in the physical realm for so long, we live in this temporal realm for so long, we get accustomed to it, we get used to it. But friend, that is not where your habitat is. That's not where your real uh, dwelling place is. You are in the kingdom of God. Where there is no lack, there is no shortage. Amen? I believe that as we come out of this pandemic, I think I can see something prophetic in the Bible. In the scriptures, you know, things that, are, that, uh, that happen to all of God's people is something that we can see that which was, like Ecclesiastes says, is that which shall be. Was there a time that all of God's people went into bondage? The chosen people of God, Israel at that time. In the Old Testament, Israel is the chosen people of God, the chosen nation. Was there a time they all went into captivity for 70 years? Yes, in Babylon. Remember that? Amen. It is what happens after that when they came out. Amen. I believe that we are at that stage. Because all this is written even for us upon whom the ends of the world are come, the Bible says. Amen. That we might have hope. Say hope. Amen. So we don't leave a sense of despondency as we look to the future. I know there's a lot of bad things going on. There's a lot of, uh, in the world, it's like the world is going crazy. It's getting darker and darker. And, and we are stepping into uh, inflation, into hyperinflation even in the days to come. And uh, we're going to see all kinds of uh, lack all around physically. But thanks be to God that that which we see can be seen and visible are temporal. Amen. The supply is eternal. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God is restoring truths to the body of Christ. You know, people always say, well, in church history, we don't see that. Well, depending on which church history are you pointing at. Amen. If you point all the way to the, to the early church, amen, when it was just born again, do you know that there was a time that great grace was, was upon them all? Look at this in the Acts chapter 4. It says, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. That means there were all kinds of healings, all kinds of miracles happening to people. Amen. This is the early church. If you want to use the early church as an example of the church in its pristine glory, amen, the way God meant it to be, there, there was this time that they, uh, they ministered with great power. Say great power. With great power comes great responsibility. Amen? So with great power, they gave witness. That means it's something visible, something tangible, something for all to see. Amen? The healings and the miracles. Primarily it refers to healings. And great grace, say great grace, was upon them all. Can you see this connection? Where there's great power, you know there's great grace. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. Wow, there was a time in the church where everyone was healed and not one lacked. Come on. So as we look at church history, if you say that what God is restoring in these last days, for example, is this teaching on prosperity. Amen? Now when I say prosperity, I do not mean, all right, just for yourself and grindancement, for your own self, your needs, just to fill your needs and to have more and more and more around you and for you and your family only. No, 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 no. That is greed. That is covetousness. The Bible calls love of money uh, the root of all evil. Not money itself, but the love of money, the root of all evil. Amen. The Bible says uh, to be hasty uh, for those who uh, make the ambition in life to be rich, 
they will fall into many hurtful perditions. The Bible says that very clearly. Yet, on the other hand, the Bible says, when the Lord is your shepherd, you will not lack. You will not lack in any area of your life. Amen. The Bible says, there is no one to them that fear Him. All these truths are coming back to us um, in full force in these last days. But you say, but in the early church, they don't talk about it. Yeah, just like in the, in the earlier church, the church then, the church that was before the time of Martin Luther, was a church that believed that, you know, you can only get saved if, uh, if you put in enough efforts, you do penance, you do uh, good deeds, and then you can save yourself, all right? Accumulate your good points. But then Martin Luther came on the scene, and then God uncovered from the Bible the truth that the righteous are righteous because of faith. By grace, through faith, not by your efforts, are you saved. Not of works, not of your efforts, amen? Lest any man should boast. So he, he discovered this truth. The righteous shall live by faith. And then uh, that day became, uh, when he proclaimed that, that day became what we, the world just celebrated, Halloween Day. Actually, the word hallow, all right? Hallow saints, hallow saints day, hallow. Hallow means holy, not Halloween. Isn't it like the devil to take something of a day that commemorates justification by faith, the reformation, and turn it into something else? So that was always doing that, okay? But no, what's the original, all right? That day is actually supposed to be a celebration of reformation. So in church history, you find that if you go at the wrong time, you find that the, the truth about something that God wants restored is not there yet. So Martin Luther restored justification by faith. Amen? Caused a great revival, a reformation in the church. And then in the turn of the century, in the last century, you find that God poured out His Spirit. We have the Azusa Street Revival in LA, and we have all over the world, great revival. And God began to restore the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this truth about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, with speaking in tongues, and with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are still for today. And God is restoring it. And uh, as we come closer to our times, right, in, in these uh, contemporary times and all that, you find that God is now restoring the truth about healing and prosperity. Now, what is happening is that every time God restores the truth in the past, the people attack Martin Luther, for example, on justification by faith. They assassinated his character. And then when the truth about the baptism of the Holy Spirit was restored back, the truth was attacked was attacked by the enemy because the enemy is afraid. Every time God restores truth, that means what? The church become richer spiritually, become richer in their health, richer even financially, even be able to uh, provide. So the devil put in all kinds of saying, like for example, as poor as a church mouse. Why must be a church mouse? Right? Whereas Mickey Mouse is so wealthy. All right, you talk about health, wealth. Well, Mickey Mouse is still alive. Looks quite healthy and forever young. Right? So someone should come against Mickey Mouse saying that he believed in the health-wealth doctrine. I was talking to uh, uh, one of my dear brothers, our Pastor Darren, just the other day, uh, just yesterday, and he was telling me that, Pastor, do you notice that we're stepping out from the pandemic into the recession? Because we, he and I were discussing some things about what I'm going to share with all of you. And uh, he said that uh, it's like what you've been saying, Pastor, during this time, and we started this series last week. That health was being attacked in the pandemic. Right? Right? Would you agree? Yes. This two-year pandemic is about health issue, isn't it? Yeah. And now, step, stepping out from that pandemic, we got a recession. And what is recession? 
It's attacking what? Your provision. Your supply. Now, there is voices out there, even in, especially in the, in the kingdom of God, unfortunately. These people are really born again. They are safe people. But they believe otherwise. They believe, and, and they believe that Christians uh, should not even believe God to be prosperous or successful. Amen? To be a blessing. But we teach prosperity with a purpose. Amen. And the purpose is to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because there's a whole new generation who have not heard these teachings. And they're so afraid to believe in the teachings of healing is available for us today. Our provisions, prosperity is available for us today. So much so they don't hear it. And they are, they are, uh, are now entering into a generation where right, right now in our times, in our day and age, we are entering into recession. And, and they, are, they are at the brink of, of starting a new life, right? Entering into marriage and entering into a house, a, a, a new home that they are building. And everything costs a lot. Would you agree it costs a lot more now than ever? Someone says, looks like they all got to stay with their parents all the time. And all the parents said, no. <laughs> Amen. Some parents, say, <laughs> some parents love their kids forever. Amen. Okay, but whatever the case is, you know, I, I find that there's a whole new generation so afraid, all right, because of the teachings of health and wealth. Now, let me just stay from the start. Let me say this categorically, okay. I'm against selfishness. I said that just now. I've been saying that all this while, okay, if you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm against the love of money. I'm against greed. I'm against covetousness. Okay, I'm against avarice. Amen. We're talking about prosperity with a purpose. Amen. We're talking about sponsoring the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in the context of preaching the gospel. Romans 10. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, by the word of God. Amen. So, how does the Word of God come forth to bring faith into people's hearts, people who are lost without Jesus? How can they have faith to believe? And then the verses before that says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Right? And let me show you that verse, okay? First of all, uh, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Look at the preceding verses. It says, how then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And today we have people saying, well, I hear God direct. I hear God direct. Well, friend, God's ordained way of hearing His Word is through a preacher. Notice that? How shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. And then it says this, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? And the context here is those who preach good news, the gospel, the gospel, good tidings of good things. Amen? Amen? He goes on to say those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. How shall they preach unless they are sent? Let me go one step further. How can they be sent unless there's money? No money, no sent. Come on, people. So it all comes back to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the devil does not want God's people to have more than enough to be a blessing. We are talking about when God blessed Abraham, God says, I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. Amen. If God can get the blessings, His blessings, amen, through us, to bless others, through us, He'll get it to us. He can trust you. Amen. So 
uh, as we look at what is happening, the devil is so afraid that the church walk in health because if you're on your back all the time, how to preach the gospel? Amen. If you cannot afford, you say that, I want to preach the gospel in, in, in Uganda. I want to preach the gospel in, 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 in Alaska. I want to preach the gospel. Anywhere you want to name in the world, it takes flight now this. You must be sent. And how to send you without money? Amen. So listen, money is a tool. Amen. Money is just a tool. Amen. Prosperity, Bible prosperity includes money. It has to include money. Amen. But Bible prosperity is more than just money. Can I be good? Amen. So there are some sincere people who rise up, you know, and because of the abuses, there are abuses. With every restoration, justification by faith, there were abuses. All right? And, and then God restored the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are also abuses. And then when God restores the gospel of grace, there are also abuses. And then God restores, uh, in our day and age, right, the truth about healing and prosperity there are also abusers. And abusers are those who preach nothing but money. And money in only one aspect, all right? They become richer and richer, that you become richer and richer, and, and, and forget about the plans of the world. No, when God gave Israel, and think about the time when God prospered Israel, um, not when they were slaves, but at the end, the very last day in Egypt, the last plague, there were 10 plagues. God did not send them, or God did not give them the wealth that he did on the last night. The Bible says the children of Israel, God gave them favor with the Egyptians. And they asked for articles of silver and gold and clothing, and they got it from the Egyptians. Now, there's nothing illegal about that. Nothing at all. It was righteous. You know why? For 400 years, Israel slaved for the Egyptians with no pay. This is just all their pay of 400 years coming back in one night. Amen? Together with interest. So all that our brothers were cheated off, our sisters were, were, were taken for a ride, even financially, down through, the, down through church history, is all coming back upon the end-time generation of believers. There's going to be a transfer of wealth. Notice when it happened? On the last day, just before they left Egypt, just before Jesus comes for us in the rapture, there's going to be a transfer of wealth into your hands. But what is the purpose for the gold and silver and the materials and all that? and the rich clothings and all that that they received that night, what was the purpose? Notice that the purpose was to go out of Egypt and to build God's house. Amen. Notice this is prosperity with a purpose. The whole purpose for the gold and silver is to receive uh, uh, this wealth to build God's house. That's the priority. Amen. And when you, are, when you line up your plans and purpose with God, God becomes your sponsor because you are in line with the blessing of God. Amen. So the whole purpose was to build God's house. But notice when, when Moses, when they all arrived at Mount Sinai, and Moses was up there receiving the pattern for the tabernacle. Remember that? What was happening to Israel below? They were building the golden calf. Where did they, where did they get the gold for the golden calf? The gold, don't forget, they were slaves, right? They received the gold and the silver on the last night. Amen. So the devil knew that gold and silver had come into God's people's hands. And he knew, he probably guessed, all right? He's not all-knowing, but he guessed that God's going to, because he heard from uh, what God said to Moses, you know, he knew that God's going to build his house. So while Moses was receiving the blueprint up in Mount Sinai, below, the devil wanted to distract God's people. And that's what's happening right now in these last days. Very soon, we'll be out of this Egypt. 
Amen. We'll be Jesus face to face. And don't think your, your, your job comes to an end. We've got whole galaxies and universes to explore. And we'll never get tired. We'll never feel bored in our brand new body. A body that's forever young, forever healthy, forever, my friend, is forever. Forever is a long time. And when it happens, when rapture happens, all of a sudden you realize, I wish I had served the Lord more. Amen. And all our pursuit of, of gold and all that, and in heaven, you know, the angel says, I, I don't understand your, your focus every day was going after money, going after gold. Uh, you know, see where we are standing now? Walking on gold. Our priorities will change. All of a sudden you see, my goodness, this is what I live for. So our minds are, are very worldly and earthly, but gold is a tool. So the whole purpose, while God was giving the plan to build the tabernacle with the wealth that God has given them, the devil was trying to distract them to build a golden calf. As a result, when Moses came down, he punished them. All right, 3,000 people died under God's judgment, God's direction. And, and uh, what happened after that was that there was still, even after they built golden calf, there was still enough gold and silver to build God's house. Not only that, when they brought in the gold and the silver and the rich materials to build God's house, Moses had to tell them, enough, stop bringing. May the day come for every pastor in every church that you tell the people, stop bringing. Amen. There was a time, you read in your Bible, it's enough, stop bringing. And they still had enough for their own families and their own selves. Are you listening? So it's prosperity with a purpose. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But these voices that come strong and say, oh, you know, you, oh, you guys believe in the health and wealth gospel. They make it sound so dirty, right? Health and wealth gospel. They make it sound so bad that there are a lot of young people are afraid, right, that this is a, a, a cult. This is something that is uh, not from God because uh, these people are saying that it's not God. So much so, they go to the other side of the ditch. So they still want to be prosperous. Mind you, these young people, Christians, they, they still want to be prosperous. But guess what? They are not going to trust God anymore for prosperity, to prosper them in their jobs and all that. Why? Because they are afraid of this teaching. So you know what's going to happen? They'll start relying on themselves. Or they start relying on some worldly methods. Or they'll start relying on some so-called motivational guru to tell them this is the way or this expert in this industry and that kind of thing. And they'll start trusting this thing. They'll still trust someone to provide for themselves and for their families instead of trusting God. So let's be careful that we don't go from one ditch. I'm against those who just preach money, 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 nothing but money. And, and, and turn out to be a love of money, amen, selfishness, covetousness, avarice. I'm against that. But let's not push the whole thing right now to the place of poverty is holy. The funny thing is that they themselves don't believe it. When their child falls sick, all right, the first thing they do after they pray for their child is what? Bring them to see the doctor. Amen. You don't have to ask them, do you want your child to be well? Ask any parent, do you want your child to have Enough, more than enough to be a blessing. Come on. Jesus himself said, we can use this analogy. He says that if you, being parents, natural parents, being evil, right? You parents know how to give good things to your children. Your children ask for bread, will you give your child a stone? Your children ask for fish, will you give them a snake? If you know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Amen. So your child is sick. Do you want your child to be well? 
Put aside your doctrine. Speak from your heart. You are made in God's image. Do you want your child to be well? Yes. When it comes to healing, oh, we got to be careful. Some healings, you know, God wants us sick to teach us a lesson. Amen. But you don't believe that about your child. Do you want your child to prosper? You know, these people advocate, you know, health, wealth, that kind of thing. It's funny how we think. Like, for example, when we are a citizen, we think differently. When we are in church, we change. <laughs> we become religious. And I believe it's the work of the enemy to push you to the corner where at the end, you rely, you still have to provide for your family. You still have to buy that new home. You still have to, to, to uh, come up with that, that, that salary every month. That you can't trust God for it anymore. Amen. To make you a blessing. Amen. Then you start relying on what? On some, some Egyptian method. Some man-made method. The latest fats that come up. Instead of trusting God's way. Amen. Well, you know, God, God, God wants us to give, but not give with all this reason. No, if not, then what did Jesus tell you? Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together. Running over shall man give to your bosom. Is he teasing us? Is the Lord teasing us? He should just say, give, because it is holy to give. Why did Jesus say, give, and it will be given to you? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall man give to your bosom. I think, church, I submit that he's encouraging us. He's telling you there's a return. All stress is caused by fear. Fear of the future, fear of something, but that's all that the world can go. The deepest root they cannot touch because it is spiritual. And the deepest root of all is condemnation. When there's condemnation, there'll be fear. When there's fear, there's going to be stress. When there's stress, there'll be manifestations of the curse. Are you listening? My friend, God wants to bring you from a place of stress and fear to a place of victory and freedom. This month, for your gift of any amount, we want you to have Joseph's two-sermon series, Condemnation Kills, But the Spirit Gives Life. Let's get to the root of defeat in your life and break out of this cycle for good. When you request this resource, your giving goes to reaching even more people who need to hear the gospel of grace. Because of you, we can continue to share the good news of our Lord Jesus and see lives transformed all around the world. Visit josephprince.org or call us toll-free at 877-901-4300 to get your copy today. There's a main meal where the body of Christ comes together on Sunday. And the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, this is the Lord's love language. Whenever you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. I believe that there is a corporate anointing whenever we come together to worship the Lord as the body of Christ, even online. So if you're looking to be part of a community of grace believers, join us for service every Sunday. God bless you, and I'll see you online for church this weekend. Join our digital service every Sunday at gracerevonline.com. Next on Joseph Prince. The unconditional covenant of Abraham. The covenant of grace. That's the covenant that God wants to establish in these last days. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. To get people safe. 
Help us proclaim the life-changing gospel of grace far and wide. Join us as a Grace Legacy Builder. You can make a real difference in the lives of many today. Visit josephprince.org or call 877-901-4300 to find out more. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. paid program is brought to you by our Grace Legacy Builders. Thank you for helping us proclaim the gospel of grace around the world.